Morning Crypto. Good morning, warriors. Hello and welcome back to another episode of your favorite crypto news channel, Good Morning Crypto, where we bring you the most relevant and impactful crypto-related topics from a top crypto research team in the world. I'm your host, Abs, joined by several members of our 3T family this morning. We got the Italian stallion, Mr. Johnny Crypto. Mario, also known as the Node Defender, is here. And we got Andrew, a.k.a. the Cashflow King, joining us. So I am very excited for today's show. Today on Good Morning Crypto, we will be discussing how JP Morgan is still criticizing cryptocurrencies. Even after launching their own private blockchain, they're ready for CBDCs as opposed to decentralized assets. We're also going to talk about the coordinated attack that happened on Ripple and how many of the connections today are being exposed by crypto researchers. And with the largest financial firms on the planet in the process of turning digital, we break down the details, showing our community how this next bull run is shaping up to be the greatest opportunity of our era. Our show is available on your favorite podcast platforms like Spotify and Apple Music. And for, the, and for those of you listening via podcasts, our, our show... Monday, Friday, Friday, I'm Eastern at the 3T Warrior Academy channel. So Johnny Crypto, I was getting more and more excited as I went through that introduction today. We're going to go through some Vivek Ramaswamy, some JP Morgan, but most importantly, some Ripple connections we've never revealed before. But before we do that, how you feeling, my friend? And thanks for making time. Abs, I'm feeling great. I even wore my X shirt today so you'd remember what generation I'm from. So if you keep forgetting, it's right there. You will, yeah, nice, easy for you to remember. <laughs> I got no Good. excuse. Huh? No excuse today, man. I'm, I'm making it easy for you. Good morning to all the Warrior Maniacs out there. We love and appreciate you guys. Oh, yeah, Abs, your mic blew up, by the way, at the very end, just for a heads up there. But anyway, great yeah. to see my brothers, Mario and Andrew. I can't wait to hop into it. Absolutely. And, you know, a lot of people are already talking about the news we're going to we're going to bring forth today. So they've seen the Jamie Diamond video, guys, but you haven't heard our unique take yet. First of all, Mario, how you feeling? And thanks for making time for us today. I'm feeling amazing. Good morning, everybody. Hope you're all doing good in the chat. Uh, uh, Abs's mic blew up. That's that's how much energy he's sending out, guys. Like we're going to have an amazing episode. So it's good to be on with Johnny, Abs and and obviously Cashflow sending you guys all love. Andrew Cashflow, it's an exciting time to be in the crypto market. We reached $1.6 trillion last night, and that's what we're going to be covering today. But first of all, how are you feeling, my friend? And thank you for being here. Quickly unmute myself. Yeah, it, it's amazing. The market is, is, is ready to explode again. I get the same feelings like we had in 2019, you know, that you see coming up, 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 up. And then we maybe get a drop again, and then you can 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 collect more and more crypto and it goes further up so uh I, and you know and i'm always amazed at and i have to say this you are always coming with such good articles it's 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 insane because we we get those articles already yeah a little bit earlier of course so that we can read a little bit but it's always fantastic what you do apps for this show thank you Excellent. guys and so andrew looking, for, uh, looking forward to a great show with mario and johnny and uh, so uh let's go Thank you, Andrew. And we always appreciate when you join the program as well. We have a lot of people who are waiting for Andrew Cashflow's opinion. And we already got 227 live listeners here. Show us some love. Smash that like button. And let me tell you one thing. The longer my hair gets, the better the research is, Johnny Crypto. And that's some good news for our listeners. But we're going to start this thing off the same way we always do. At least you're not spending time cutting that's it. That's my I secret mean. sauce, guys. That's what happened to Sam, Sam Reed. I'm free to have thing, except I'm the people. But here we go. We got uh, two people smash that smash that and we're going to start this stuff off the same way we always do by checking out the good morning crypto twitter account that is at 3tgm crypto on twitter go smash that follow button for updates all throughout the day 
When we look at some of our daily movers this morning, Johnny Gala is continuing to form the gaming tokens. We're going to talk about how they're going to perform massively during this next cycle. We got Gala up 6%, Ethereum 4%, Rap Ethereum up 8%, XRP up about 2% on the day. When we look at our Merlin market update this morning, we are sitting at 1.6 trillion in total market cap. Bitcoin is 53% dominance. Ethereum is about 17%. We've got Bitcoin sitting at $43,800. Ethereum is $2,300. We've got XRP steadily climbing 2% on the day, sitting at 64 cents this morning. And if you listen to our program from yesterday, we know the end of this year could be very exciting for XRP. And we'll remind our listeners about that later on in the episode. We've also got Cardano, Johnny, sitting at 44 cents. And guys, I'm excited for this episode. We got a lot of exciting news to get into for today. And I think the place that we should start is the Jamie Diamond video from yesterday. Because what Jamie Diamond, ja Jamie Diamond proved to me, Johnny, is that it's more of the same when it comes to the crypto conspiracies. Less than 1% of the total volume in the crypto market. And this is from Twitter stats. So I'll pull it up during the program. Less than 1% of the total volume proven nefarious activity yet when you listen to players like these they pretend like this space exactly what it was nearly 10 years ago whoops with that being said guys here we go i've always been deeply opposed to crypto etc you pointed out the only true use case for it is criminals drug traffickers anti-money learning tentacles, and that is a use case uh, because it is somewhat anonymous, not fully, and because you can move money instantaneously, and because it doesn't go through, as you mentioned, all these systems built up over many years, you know, your cover sanctions, OFAC, it's, they can get bypassed, all of that. I, if I was the government, I'd close it down. Floor is yours, Johnny. There you go. I mean, is anybody, what, it was anybody, is anybody surprised? Because if you are, I don't, know, I don't know where you've been. If you haven't been paying attention, you know, Diamond's been pretty, pretty consistent of his anti-crypto stance since 2017, claiming he would fire his people, although they're working on blockchain. Like, he, see, he separates and differentiates between blockchain and crypto. When he talks about blockchain, if, if they ask him about that, he'll tell you he loves it. So that's the best thing since sliced bread. When you talk about crypto, he's completely anti-crypto, and we all know why. Because the crypto industry, let's face it, the other ability to move the ability to move other money around outside of a bank to a guy who runs a bank. I mean, come on. Why is anybody surprised that he's anti-crypto? I mean, it, it goes against and takes money out of his company's pocket. So, yeah, he's going to be against it. He always has been. He probably always will be. And you better pay attention because when JP, you know, guys, when JP Morgan talks, things happen. So who knows? Let's see what happens. Yeah, Johnny. And you know what? He probably not always will be. Uh, because we've seen time and time again, these like public figures are people with significant influence. They just change their stance over time. And often like, well, not yet, but you know, we never know if, uh, as we continue to, to see this adoption for Bitcoin and, and now with the introduction of, of ETFs and Bitcoin becoming this, um, glorified flight to safety, like they call it, uh, type of asset. It wouldn't surprise me if all of a sudden he at some point changes his stance and even decides to include it uh, into, you know, some of his products. So I think this is going to be another one of those scenarios. We listen to them, call it rat poison, and then eventually they just change their stance. And Johnny Crypto, it was these types of quotes that were not shocking to me three years ago, and they're not shocking to me today. Look at what he said. I've always been deeply opposed to crypto Bitcoin, and he pointed out 
that there are only that the only true use case for cryptocurrency is nefarious activity. That is the most outdated, overblown headline. I'm sick of these narratives just being regurgitated like we can't think for ourselves. There's a lot of smart people in the crypto market, and there's a lot of people who are beginning to not trust Jamie Dimon anymore. That's why these videos are becoming more important. But I want to kick it to Cashflow. What did you take away from this video? Hypocrites. That's the word. It is politics. It is uh, hiding stuff. You know, they want to make money and they want to hide it for the for the for the big big audience for the public. So I'm so happy with 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 blockchain and Bitcoin and you know because of the openness, every transaction can be monitored. And, you know, and, J and JP Morgan, yeah, they have their own blockchain. Yeah, it's a centralized blockchain. <laughs> what 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 the heck? I mean, it, 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 it doesn't make sense. What we need is a decoupling from like we had from uh, religion and state because in the past several hundred years ago religion and state was really tightly coupled we did the decoupling of religion and state and now we need a decoupling of money and state and money and elite banks that kind of stuff and i think we are pretty well on the right direction and yeah the people who will will lose this 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 fight yeah you know they will give some resistance and that's what you see here but uh, we will win in the end Absolutely, Andrew. And we got 312 live listeners joining us. Show us some love. Smash that like button. Today, we're going to be breaking down some very relevant information between the connections of JP Morgan, the SEC, and Ripple. But these types of articles are becoming more and more important, Johnny. You give me a thumbs up as long as my audio is clear. I'm going to begin to run down through my take on that Jamie Dimon video from yesterday. I'm just waiting for that thumbs up. Am I okay, Johnny Crypto? Perfect, you guys. So we already talked about how Jamie Dimon is anti-crypto and he has been since 2017. Well, let me tell you why that's the case. So just in from yesterday, JP Morgan CEO Jamie Dimon rocks the crypto world, stating he would close down Bitcoin and crypto if he were in charge of the government. The only true use case for it is criminals, drug traffickers, and money laundering, as well as tax avoidance. Amidst these headlines, I think it's crucial to consider the perspective from the other side of the debate. So here's a video from former U.S. Comptroller of Currency Brian Brooks flipping the narrative and shedding light on crypto's mission to replace traditional banks, not the U.S. dollar. As we're going through this clip, guys, I want you to consider what happened to Ripple back in 2018. Just a couple of months before they were sued by the SEC, we figured out the communications about why that may happen. And J.P. Morgan and Jamie Dimon may have been responsible. We're going to provide that evidence later in the episode. But I think, first of all, smash that like button. And we're going to start with this clip here. This is Brian driving the nefarious activity of the banks. Cryptocurrency does not seek to replace currency. It's a bad name. Cryptocurrency seeks to replace banking. The core things that banks have done since the 1300s, those are going to go away, 100%. And, and let's just be clear what I mean by that. The reason that we even have banks, banks originated in Italy around the year like 1340, all right? And the reason they originated was because of a set of accounting advances that allowed banks to serve as trusted intermediaries between parties that owed each other money. Before that, literally, I would write you a note and I would promise to pay you money and you'd put the note in your pocket and you'd see if anybody else would take the note. You know, that's, that's why we prefer to discounting notes. And then banks arose and it was like, you no longer need to do that. We'll take care of it for you, but you're going to have to pay us to do that. That function of needing a trusted intermediary to maintain ledgers of account to figure out, do I owe Brooks money or does Brooks owe me money? It turns out that function no longer has to be done by human beings. The same way we don't need postal clerks 
anymore. I can send you an email for free and it's instant and that's just the end of the post office. Sorry, but it just is. That function will go away. He nailed it perfectly, man. He literally, and you know who talks about this all the time? Our good friend, Mark Yusko. He talks about how the Medici's started the banking system. They came in and said, no, 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 you don't have to keep the notes anymore. We'll do it for you and will you pay us? And that, and, and, and that's what's called the trust system. You're trusting in somebody else to do it. As you think about what Bitcoin allows or crypto, right, with needing all the, the verifications, now you move to a trust uh, 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 from a trust to a truth system where you can't break it, can't lie. You know, it's it's written on millions of records all over the place. Apps that is coming, and that that system can't. You know, that's what Jamie Dimon they all talk about. They love the blockchain for that reason. The blockchain enables that to happen. Where this gets shady or tricky is the difference between a blockchain in the cryptocurrency that runs it or incentivizes it to run. And that that's really where the differences are here. So, but yeah, certainly, you know, I think he talked about it and you can see how it is a, to some degree, a competition to the banks and, and, and a direct threat to them. And so there's, there's going to be pushback by the banking system until they can figure out a way to get into it just the way they figured out a way to get into the note system, the trust system. They said, hey, we'll figure this out. We'll get in. We'll be the guys that do it. I'm sure they'll figure out a way to be like, hey, don't worry. We'll be now the truth system for you guys in this system. Even though we, we don't, you don't need us, we'll make it so that you do need us or look like you do. And that's how it's going to work. 100% Johnny and I think that I think that we're also also what we're seeing is they're trying to paint a picture that crypto is not a replacement for for fiat or it's not going to be a replacement for CBDC. They continue to paint this picture that like as you have on that sticky note CB, uh, crypto bad CBDC good. And so I think that's ultimately what their plan is. Um and I think that Brian Brooks like he nails it. Like it, it's this is a this is a fight on the banking system. It's not really a fight for for the currency itself. It's it's more of a fight on on the banking system. But I still think that it is going to continue to be a trust or a convenience play. I still think that people uh, be you know humans being humans, they they still they're still going to rel uh, need or or continue to rely on a bank to to hold their their assets or to hold their their fiat or their currency and i don't think that we're going to see this huge shift into self-custody not just yet or, or at least not for as long as crypto has this kind of difficulty barrier when it comes to holding your own crypto and and your coins and your keys i should say and and uh, self-custody wallets i still think it's a little complex for people that are kind of noobs or 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 starting in in the space hey guys i want to say look it from the other side of the middle I mean, imagine you are a banker already for years and it was very, very, very easy to make lots and lots of money. And now they are going to take it away from you. I mean, you are in a bad situation. Can, can you imagine you're a little bit angry and frustrated and, 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 and think, yeah, my whole, my whole living exists, my, my income will, they, they take my income. Now, yeah, sorry, that, that's, that's business, there's competition. That is evolution, that's innovation. But uh, I can imagine those guys from the banking cartel, yeah, they, they have an issue to solve. And uh, yeah, you know, and we are for them the pain in the butt. And that's why they behave like this. They're spot on, Andrew. And we've seen it. They've showed their true hand when they talk about being an advocate for centralized currencies, but being a uh, not proponent for decentralized currency. So 
they actually are in the favor of keeping the power in the hands of a couple selected individuals. There's no surprise. Those are the seats that they sit in today. And we got 390 people here. Show us some love. Smash that like button. We've got some very exciting content to get into, Johnny. But I wanted to focus on this Brian Brooks narrative for just another moment here because I think this is very relevant to what happened with Ripple just a couple of years ago. Look at these latest headlines and then you give me your open opinion as obviously you can you know what mine is. As you watch this video, consider the events of 2020 between Ripple and the SEC focusing on Ripple's pursuit of the on-demand liquidity market. Why was the SEC targeting a company like Ripple? Because the people who control the SEC were about to lose a lot of money. And I think that that lawsuit not only hindered innovation inside the United States, it made it a little bit more difficult to have those conversations in other jurisdictions where the SEC's opinion is prevalent. So I want to ask you, is this another... Is this just more evidence that Jamie Dimon was probably involved in the attack against Ripple or at least the company he's in charge of? Well, I mean, it's a, that's just that's that's a, you know, a speculation that's hard to to make. I mean, who knows? Right. You know, just look at the facts and everybody can draw their own conclusion. All we know for sure is that they went after them and the SEC tends to have relationships, you know, stronger with some companies than others. So maybe there was something involved there. Maybe there wasn't. I have no idea. I think at the end of the day. What matters is that it definitely hindered XRP or Ripple, I should say, hindered their relationships, hindered them building in the U.S. We know that because we heard them say that, and that's why they went out and started working and planting seeds outside the country. So from that perspective, yeah, abs, no doubt about it, it hurt. Now, the question is now that that monkey's off their back, I think that you're going to see them make their way into the into either whether it's the banking system or wherever XRP or Ripple's trying to play custody banking tokenization they're going everywhere so kudos to them I, I think it's great abs that they're doing that we'll see where that ends up landing at the end of the day so um but to me i think there's a lot of potential still for them even though they were probably held back well johnny let me just get your opinion one more time do you believe that banking is drawing a coordinated attack on crypto or do you believe it's just in their it aligns with their interests. Like, are you? Do you believe that there are private conversations being like, let's try to shut this stuff down, or do you think it's just not aligned with their interests, so they're all on the same page? Well, I think there's two conversations happening, and I said this earlier in the show. I think there's conversations about blockchain technologies and how do you adopt them, and the banks are using them. <laughs> they all got their own. J.P. Morgan's got theirs. G, 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 Goldman Sachs has theirs. Bank of America has theirs. So that's obvious. No question that they're developing blockchain solutions. They're working on it now cryptocurrency different are they going to leverage and and do they want to promote the use of cryptocurrency outside of the banking system no of course not they don't want it and a they're not going to adopt it because they don't want to compete against you know they, they fiat cash or where they're at and two or they'll create their own you know whatever the digital stable coin is whatever that comes out to be um and two yeah no so crypto is a threat to them so i think the conversations are probably happening hey you know <laughs> Here are the conversations that are happening. <laughs> Saying crypto's bad, you know, but but some type of digital form that they can all use, controlled by one entity that's one thing, probably a stable coin, is good. Those are probably the conversations they're having. <coughs> and me they have is the current framework isn't working. And I think it is nothing short of embarrassing the current moment. The fact that SBF was able to do what he did at FTX shows that whatever they have as the current framework isn't working. And I think it is nothing short of embarrassing that Gary Gensler, the
current leader of the SEC in front of Congress could not even say whether Ethereum counted as a regulated security or not. And so I think that this is just another example of the administrative state gone too far. Here's the dirty little secret in American politics today. The people who we elect to run the government are not the ones who are even actually... Uh, we need crypto and see what happens here. The audio goes out at the most important part of this clip. But let me just say this. What he said is the people you're electing as your government officials do not run the government today. He said the uns he said the quiet part out loud, Johnny Crypto. So you give your take. We'll kick it around the group. What do you think of Vivek statements and the fact that he's I said this five weeks ago. Remember this. Give me a little bit of credit here. I played this clip with Vivek. Because there was a lot of private interviews with this man where he was talking about Bitcoin and Ethereum. And I said, get ready, guys. This is coming to the presidential debate stage. Here we are at the beginning or the end of 2023. And what are we talking about? Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Johnny Crypto's COVID cough. It's very, very interesting. But floor is yours, my friend. I'm only teasing, of course. This freaking guy. All right. You know, the reality is kudos to you. You did call out that, you know, that Vivek was talking about this and that maybe he'd bring it to the stage. And I was kind of... Not certain if he would or wouldn't. And I was so happy to see him do that. That is awesome that he brought it right up to the presidential level. And that's that just tells you that it's gonna it's gonna become mainstream. There's no there's no question about it, I think, from that perspective, Abs. Um, and you know, I think I think you know, people are confused. So CBDCs are blockchains, not necessarily cryptos. A stablecoin will most likely be what the CBD will be, but that'll be a single controlled. Different versus a um, a decentralized crypto, so that uh, that's the difference, right? CBDC versus uh, so think of it as centralized versus decentralized, big difference. Um, but nonetheless, um, you know, he it's great, it's great for us, it's great for crypto, it's great for the industry that he's bringing these things up and bringing it to the forefront. I don't know if it's going to have a huge impact on the election, but we know there's a lot of young people who typically don't vote who like crypto. And so maybe it'll get them to come to the voter box. You know, we'll have to wait and see. I think you're right, Johnny. And I think the important conversations are starting to be had. Mario, we focused on this for a long time. What's more important, the regulator or the lobbyist? I believe it's the lobbyist because they decide what the regulator does. And what we've pointed out throughout today's episode is why the traditional lobbyists like JP Morgan, Citibank, all of Bank of America, why they do not like cryptocurrency is because it's taking money from their pockets and putting it back in the hands of the people. Vivek is calling out the hypocrisy here. And this is why I think these clips are so important. Not because we're telling people to vote for Vivek. That's not even what we're doing. What we're trying to say is that these conversations are hitting the mainstream and they are now agreeing with, and I'm going to give a special shout out here, the digital asset investor, digital perspectives, crypto eerie, Kevin Cage, bearable bull, the people who have been putting out this information for two years. Now we're seeing the actual incumbents come around. So I think it's only a matter of time before Gary Gensler is uh, burned at the theoretical stake, as they would say, and used as a, as a, as a martyr. They're going to say he was preventing the industry from going forward. We're going to get rid of Gary Gensler and get ready, guys. We're about to thrive in the USA. That's just a theory I have. But what do you think, Mario? Yeah, I think he was spot on. I think you're spot on, in my opinion. That that kind of goes along with what I've been saying uh, for a while as far as XRP being this complete replacement for SWIFT as well. It's like there are people that are in control. Uh, it, it goes beyond the government. The government, And it's like you said, lobbyists, you know, outside of America, it's known as, it's known as um, what do you call it, corruption. But in America, we, we have a fancy word for it called lobby. So uh, I think that he was spot on. And, and 
it's good though that we're we're having these kind of discussions. It's good that these kind of discussions are being uh like you know they're having these discussions during these type of debates because it brings more attention to the space and also it, it brings like kind of a, a spotlight into uh, Gary Gensler, which we know that he's been under fire for 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 a long period of time now. Ever since he's he started going after other crypto related projects or and and the exchanges uh, when it was just Ripple. People were kind of like happy that he was going after Ripple, the people that didn't like Ripple or XRP to begin with. But now that they've seen that this is an attack on all of crypto, he's getting this spotlight. And so now that it's being discussed to this level, I think it's good. And hopefully we see uh, next year become this year where there's regulation and that regulation gets passed and it's positive for the space. And not only that it will it allow exchanges to know how they can operate, but it's going to allow for projects and blockchains to know how they operate, how they can operate. And most importantly of all, it's going to add confidence to uh, to not just investors, but to uh, businesses and companies and institutions. Uh, I think banks will feel comfortable in working with Ripple at that point uh, in the United States. And I think a lot of other types of institutions will feel comfortable working with blockchain projects. And we can finally start to see a lot of this utility that some of these projects are building come into fruition. I love it. Andrew Cash, I'd love to give you the open floor and then we'll continue. You know what I was thinking? Why is a human being doing something because of his emotions and because of his feelings? And how can you influence feelings? Because if you say something to somebody over and over and over again, like normally the, 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 the public media does, they repeat the same question over and over. And you start believing it because you don't hear anything else. And now what we see with all the social media we currently have and the alternative channels, the channels where we see the other side of the news, you know, then we hear the other side of, of the truth. And now we get more or less in a sort of balance of, hey, what is the truth and what is not the truth? And more and more people get aware of do we still have to trust our government? Do we still have to trust our bankers? Do we still have to trust all kinds of systems? Because they say they do the best for you, but what we experience is we experience something else. And we see that over and over in, in several countries, also in Europe, that the people don't take it any longer. You know, the, the, there are the, 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 the gap between the wealthy and the, and the poor is, is, is widening at the moment. You see that very good in, in Europe. And, and I think, also, this, this has all to do with money, and money is corruption. And, and, and as soon as we can open the corruption, you know, people have to comply to, to yeah, at least that they that they show they are honest. And only you can show that you're honest. Come open your books and show what you did. And, and I think this is such an important uh, era what we are living in at this moment. So... Let let you know we are doing this blockchain backer bearable bull the oh, all the channels I love it I love it to see this change in uh, in in awareness and just in the with, with the normal people yeah so Johnny Crypto we already got 490 live listeners here show us some love smash that like button and the video I'm showing right now is provided by Bubba Cugs which is pretty interesting as well I do want to talk about this because there's something else that really catches my attention when I watch videos. I think that we're on the, the precipice of something very different. I think that right now we're going to have two sets of the aisle that are in totally separate courts. We're going to have keep the power with the banks, keep the power with the governments, launch these centralized currencies and give people like us 
15% off when we use them. So that we're incentivized to do so. There's the other side of the argument, like Warren Davidson, Tom Emmer, those other Republican policymakers that are, that are really excited about the opportunity that Bitcoin provides. So as somebody who's a little bit older and who's been through this before, do you think the good, like, I don't know if this is a naive question, so I'm hesitant to ask it, but do you believe the good guys win in the end? Or is it one of these things where Jamie Dimon's probably going to win? And if he's an advocate for CBDCs and anti-Bitcoin, that's what's going to come to fruition. So I'm sure there's a lot of people who are thinking the same thing I am. What are you, what's your response to that? That's a, that, that's, that's a, that's the most impossible answer. It's a very, very tricky question because whenever you have something that I, I so I think what's going to happen is you're looking at for sure, the blockchains will exist and survive. It's not getting killed. You have two factions already in Congress. You see them pro crypto, anti crypto. So I'm going to separate them from blockchain. The blockchain will survive and will be adopted by everybody and everything. It's all going to be used, right? Everyone's going to have their own private block. Look at look at JP Morgan, G, G, Gilman Sachs, Bank of America. All have their private blockchains, right? That's going to happen. Now, in terms of just raw cryptocurrencies and the uses of them, and you know, as a market, very very hard to say where they're going to what they're going to do. Bitcoin's going to survive. Bitcoin's going to be there. I know everybody says no, it's going to zero. It's not. Because there's too many elites and too many people behind it that I think are going to adopt it as a use case of a store value for gold. So I think that's going to survive. And that's all it's going to be. And it's never going to be in third world countries. They're using it for paying systems and currencies. I don't think that's going to happen here. In terms of the rest of the cryptocurrencies, uh, you know, everybody's been saying and we've been saying most of them will go away. The ones that survive will be the ones that they will figure out how to get their claws into it. So I, I think a good chunk of them will go away. And I think there'll be some that survive that have real world value solves, you know, like XRP, XLM. We know they solve multiple real world solutions, you know, cross-border payment solutions, um, tokenization, that kind of stuff. Those things will survive. I think the gaming, some of the gaming ones will survive. So, you know, and the AI and that stuff. So some of those will be there. Abs. I think they will, but they're going to survive more in a, in a, in a in a fashion, I think of like if gaming survives, it'll be those coins will be used in the gaming system. And if XRP, XLM, when those survive, it'll be in the in that in that world of the cross border. But will they be used? I think what they're going to try to do is minimize them from being used as an alternative to cash. So that's just my sense. I could be completely wrong. I have no idea. That's a really really tough question and a good one. Thank you. And I, I feel like those tough questions, even though we don't know the answer, it's important to ask them and have the conversation because there's a lot that we can take away, even from what you just said. When you look at the narrative that's being painted right now, Mario, turn on CNBC and look what they're saying about crypto. They're telling you one of two things. Bitcoin's going way higher than it's going to or stay away from these assets. They're way worse than they actually are. There is, there is no dose of reality in these conversations. So that's why you got to continue to tune into Good Morning Crypto, guys. That's not a cheap plug. That's a matter of fact. And we already got 509 live listeners here. Show us some love. Smash that like button. And Mario, let me just clear up my screen real quick and read this stat before I kick it to you. So yesterday, JP Morgan, the CEO, said Jamie Dimon said he would close down Bitcoin and crypto if he were the government. The only true use case here is for criminals, drug traffickers, money laundering, and tax avoidance. Well, Twitter stats, or what do they call this? The fact checker on Twitter, tuned in and corrected Jamie Dimon. Less than 1% of the trillions that are transacted annually in crypto are illicit. The UN estimates that annually between 2 and 5% of global GDP, between 800 billion and 2 trillion, is used for illicit activities and money laundering through the traditional banking system. <laughs> and so, there you go. You know, I'm just going to open it up for comments. Let's start with Mario and go to Andrew. 
a spot on. When you were playing that video earlier on, earlier on in the in the episode, I was thinking that exact thing. Anybody that has spent even ten minutes trying to understand how Bitcoin or the blockchain around Bitcoin works knows that this is not true. Transactions are public. Yes, you can have some form of of privacy, but at the end of the day, the, the moment that somebody tries to on and off ramp, they're going to be KYC'd or they're going to be uh, found essentially. So those are those statements by by Jamie Diamond are completely false, and it's good that Twitter or that X has this new uh, has this fact checker, and it gives that perspective. And I think that that's the really important perspective is that this activity that's happening on the blockchain or or Bitcoin specifically is nothing compared to what is already happening, has been happening for years, will continue to happen in the traditional financial system. And it shows right there, 800 billion to 2 trillion. That is insane compared to, to, the, one point, to the 1 trillion market cap that, that, uh, that is in crypto. Castle, the floor is yours before we move on. Uh, it's funny, you know, everything what you say, put it in perspective and, and, and see what, what's really happening. And 1% of two trillion is it's just a very small amount and i totally agree what mario says if you would be a criminal you would be a very dumb criminal if you would use the blockchain to launder your your money because they can track it and they cannot track it only uh, uh of last month or last year they can track it forever they can uh, as long as the blockchain exists they can follow all the money and uh, and 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 yeah it's 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 insane, but you know, and it's it, it's 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 nice to see that this is all, uh, yeah. Uh, they try to to still to keep bit, uh, Bitcoin and crypto in in a, in a bad position, but they are just losing, and it's 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 evolution, you know. You 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 you, uh, you said yeah, who is winning and who is losing? I think there is no winner and there is no loser. You know, it is just evolution. Human beings. Do, uh, go through an evolution and 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 the, the way we like to go the, the the majority of people that they want to go we will go there in the end and and some can stop it who can stop it who has the most power that was in the past always the person with the most money but that will that will fade away so i think we will have a bright future we have to do some fights but i think more equal equality will come uh, to this world and this is a good example, Johnny, of showing up with the stats because you can't really say anything. If we were to provide Jamie Dimon with these stats, I'd love to hear his response. But for the time being, we're going to defer to Johnny Crypto. Less than 1% of trillions transacted annually in the crypto market are illicit. The UN estimates that between 2 and 5% of global GDP, which is up to $2 trillion, is used for illicit activity and money laundering through the traditional banking system and cash every year. So I don't even know what to say. There's no comments necessary, but I'm going to defer to you. So you're talking about a billion dollars, 1% that's being done in crypto illegal transactions versus up to 2 trillion in cash. I mean, that's the problem with these committees, these, these, these hearings is nobody's countering it. So when that was said, right, when Jamie said, whatever the hell he said, oh yeah, 1% being used. Somebody say, okay, but then there's 1000 X more being done in cash. So what are we doing about that, Jamie? That's the, that's the question. That should have been answered, but it was completely avoided. And when you don't put these things in perspective, then it makes it sound like, oh, crypto is bad. It's be now think about everybody who's watching that hearing, all 12 people that watched it, or how many people watched it, they're all hearing that message that crypto is bad, right? And again, if you watch Good Morning Crypto, 
you would have known that this is the narrative you're going to hear over and over and over and over until there's a CBDC. That's just what's going to keep keep coming. Abs, that's where we're headed. That's where we're going. No surprise. But the reality is, I feel like crypto is like this freight train that's got so much momentum behind it. Is it going to lose a couple of cryptos? They're going to fall off the train. Yeah, there are, but some of them are going to be here and they're going to survive. Um, I think for the long haul. And the reality is. None of us know how that's going to play out. All I can tell you is this. You better have an exit plan. You better you better have a plan. Because in this next bull run, when things go up, like, listen, I'm not married to any of my cryptos. If they're going up, when they hit my exit targets, I'm getting the hell out of Dodge. That's the bottom line. So you need to you need to know how to play this space. Obviously, I'm going to bring some with me in the future, schmuck insurance. I'm not going to make the, the 1997 mistake I made with Amazon. But I'm also not going to not take any profits on this stuff because who knows, who knows where it's going to go. There are a lot of what's the word um, um, competitors out there scared of, of this, of this thing as a threat and do want to kill it. So you don't want to take the chance that, that yours may be one of those that isn't going to survive. So if you can, if you can profit, take the profits. Mario, this is another interesting update as BlackRock was citing Ripple's XRP case in their latest filing with the SEC. And I think this just goes on to highlight how quickly things are changing for America. We are going to see not only ETF products launched in the USA, they're going to be launched globally. And we have a couple examples I'd like to go through before I kick it around the group. This is something that exists right now as XRP now weighs in at over 10% of Valor Assets Digital Basket amid their XRP, or sorry, exchange traded product launching. So why is this important guys? Because we're going to see a lot of these products be launched during the next bull market. And I think this is just one example that we can use to, to show you what's, what's to come. So currently Bitcoin is sitting at 36 or 30% of this basket. Ethereum is the exact same percentage. So 60% of the underlying assets here are Bitcoin and Ethereum. The next two biggest tokens are Binance token at 11% and we've got XRP sitting at 10%. The rest of the tokens in here are Solana, Cardano, Doge, TRX, TON, and Polkadot. None of them make over 5% of this fund. Now, what I think is so interesting here, Johnny, is that we're being given some insight. I think we're being given a glimpse into the future when it comes to products like these, because right now in the United States, the conversations are dumb. They're Bitcoin, they're Ethereum, and everything else is, what is that? I don't understand it. For some reason, I can't wrap my head around it. Well, these conversations kind of expose the fact that a lot of these people understand the value of these currencies. And when products like these are launched in the USA, my grandma, her 401k is going to get exposure to this fund. And then she'll have a little bit of XRP, a little bit of Ethereum, a little bit of Bitcoin without ever purchasing it herself. So that's the reason these things are so important. Let me get some comments from you and then we'll dive into an article. That's exactly right, Abs. People will be getting exposure to some of this stuff and they won't even know it. They'll put it in their 401k. And it'll invest in a crypto, you know, just the way if you invest in precious metals, you're getting some gold, some silver, maybe some platinum, whatever's in that fund. If they're, and, if the, and if the fund offers an option for crypto, it'll be a crypto basket and they'll just move money into it and it'll go into all these different things. And that's why I was saying some of these cryptos will survive because I actually said this in the chat. They will create trading instruments and option instruments and things like that and etfs when i say trading i mean etfs you'll see etfs where these cryptos will be in those baskets as part of it and and that's how it's going to drive some value and that's how they're going to survive I, and I honestly believe that is coming we will see that and we'll see more and more of them once we get past the first one we get to put past the king crypto right btc first 
Then you'll have a BTC, you'll have an ETF uh, for, for Ethereum, and then you'll have baskets. And then you also have individuals. You're going to have so many mixed pies on this thing. You're going to be able to invest in whatever you want. And it's going to make it easy for people because they won't have to actually go buy the actual cryptocurrency apps. They'll just actually use the, um, the, the ETF to get exposure, and that'll give it multiple exposure to, to, to the whole industry and space. And apps, I just want to answer this question really quick. Somebody asked, how do you get your Merlin account? Uh, discount. All you got to do is sign up with your 3T Warrior Academy and you'll be all set. Use the same email that you used when you created your account. Absolutely, guys. And we got 524 people here. Show us some love. Smash that like button. And here's another example of how Ripple is already having an impact. <laughs> 30 central banks around the world are currently using Ripple's CBDC protocols to create their product. But Mario, it's products like these that I think are even going to be more impactful because CBDCs, as they're being developed, the more I study them, the more I realize they're really far away. People act like these products are right around the corner, but even the most advanced products in the market, if you look at China, they're talking about 2026, 27. So that's not right around the corner. And there's other, there's another thing to note about when you're, when you're doing research on finance, it's one of the only industries where they'll tell you things are going to get done and they'll get them done like beforehand. So they say 2026 so that people like us are preparing and then they actually launch the product a year earlier. I've seen that a lot of times in my research, so I wouldn't be surprised if CBDCs follow. They tell us one thing, they launch us, they launch it a little bit earlier, catch us off guard. We're even seeing them sneak wording into American bills, Johnny Crypto. Like they're talking about CBDCs in these in these financial acts that are supposed to save Americans. Yeah, let's just give us insight into your finances and we'll protect you, my friend. But Mario, I got a little off track there. What was your immediate reaction to products like these eventually being launched and the impact that they're going to have on many of our favorite tokens? Yeah, I think those type of products are, it's something exciting to see because it's going to allow for people to get exposure to the crypto market. And, and at the same time, um, uh, it, it's it's basically a friendlier way or an easier way for somebody who's not accustomed to the whole wallet and exchange situation to get into, into crypto. And I think that that's, that's a positive. I also think that as you touched on um, how the Ripple lawsuit was being mentioned. I really think that the fact that now we that that we now have a um, a precedent law or a precedent case, it's going to be positive and bullish for for other projects in in the crypto space because now they can utilize that in their defense. And so I think all of these things together, and and as we talk about CBDCs, I think you're right as well. I don't think that I think that the transition is going to be slow and methodical. Uh, we know that the financial system always does things very slow and very methodical. I mean, here we are in 2023 where everything is instantaneous and we still have the SWIFT system that operates on a, on a one-week basis for a transfer to go through. So I think that it is going to be slow, as you mentioned. I don't think we're going to see this thing, this uh, flip of the switch like everything everyone keeps talking about. I don't think we're going to see it overnight for CBDCs. I really think they're going to transition to transition into oh, it's a digital dollar, and here's here's the Fed wallet, here's that Fed now system that we've introduced, and then they're slowly going to get people into the digital version of the dollar, which is going to be uh, the CBDC, and then they could potentially start working on all the other negative things that come into uh, when it, when we talk about CBDCs. So I think that that's a very slow methodical process. Do, do you know how you how they get you into the CDBC? What they will say is the, the central bank will say, you know, we have a very nice app. You know how to download an app on your phone. You know what? In the app, there is $50 and you can spend it in the supermarket. Guess how, how fast 
the CDBC is adopted. And that's step A, get people used, free money, and go from there. Step two will be, oh, they will, 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 the, the employers, we will uh, 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 tell them they have to, to, to pay your salary in CDBC on, on that account. So because then you can go into the supermarket again and, and buy everything. Next step will be that you, uh, 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 that you will get two prices in the supermarkets and everywhere you go. You will get the price in CDBC, which is cheaper, or you get a discount if you use CDBC. And if you use the old money, yeah, it's a little bit more expensive, you know? And this is slowly, methodically, they will get you in the CDBC. And that's why we need cryptocurrencies, you know? And also to, to have a, a place where you can store your money in another way. Because the next step with CDBC, we all know what's happening. The smart contracts are very easy to do and they control your spending. If they say, you know, this month you already ate too much meat, that is a, a too much CO2 uh, footprint. So no meat for you anymore because you already went with the flight uh, in a plane. This kind of stuff can, can happen in the near future. So uh, guys, be aware of that and uh, take, your, take your necessary steps. Absolutely, Andrew. You may not be able to have your chicken or your beef, but you can have a cricket protein bar fresh fresh from Whole Foods. And we already got 502 live listeners here. Show us some love. Smash that like button. This is a video of Brad Garlinghouse explaining how all of our cash and money is already digital. So the shift, it was inevitable. We're already due today. So you don't think the dollar should be tokenized? It already is. You think about it, like how many people here, like you look at your net worth statement on a bank account and like those are just digits. You know, it, yes, you could go to the bank and get cash, but frankly, if you're asking for any more than a few thousand dollars, you have to call in advance because they don't have the cash. So most of your, most of the U.S. dollar is quote, I mean, you said tokenized, I would say digitized. There is a little bit of a dif difference, but I think we always have to go back to what problem are we trying to solve? <clears throat> if solving a problem or creating customer value, then I think it's great. The only argument I have seen around central bank digital assets is if they want to expand the Fed window from serving a small number of regulated institutions to a mass audience. If everybody here could go directly to the Fed and have an account with the Fed, well, that's kind of interesting. Now we just put the entire commercial banking business out of business. Correct. That doesn't sound like a very, very good that, idea. I'm feeling yeah, that's exactly that's exactly what's happening. I mean, you see, people don't understand how the banking system works, except if you're in banking. Um, but basically, we don't interact with the federal central banks. We interact with commercial banks. They interact with the Fed, and then the Feds interact with each other to go cross-border, right? So that's how the system works. If you were to just go directly to the Fed, have a central bank digital currency that was directly to the people, you would be by bypassing the commercial Banks altogether, you would no longer need a Chase or a JP Morgan. Any stablecoin offering. Wow. Who just said that? Absolutely, you're on mute. Anyway, I don't know. keep going. That just was keep very, going, Donnie. I guess somebody's tapped into our. Come on, our we got to have better chemistry than that, my friend. But we already got 495 <laughs> live people here. Show us some love. Smash that like button. My research leaked into the live audio, but I yeah, do want to get some comments from Andrew and Mario as well. And then I've got a great video prepared. So, Andrew, let's start with you. Um, I think I lost a little bit the track here. But uh, uh, Johnny talked about the, the, the app. I think we will see that in, in the U.S. We will see that in Europe, European, cent uh, you know, I'm from the Netherlands. Uh, the European Central Bank will create an app. 
However, I think they do not put out the, the commercial banks out of business. They will just be facilitating uh, all kinds of financial transactions. But the, 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 the money uh, uh, power will be located in the central banks. Central banks will have a close connection with the government. And guess how policies are made and our policies are enforced with money, with taxation. And even if they can, can, can manage your money in your account, even if you get a speeding ticket, they can take your money out of your bank account immediately. And, and to, 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 to get the speeding ticket, you get your credit score. And, and of course, I like more the, the, the beef burger than the spider burger. But uh, I agreed. I'll take a mosquito burger actually over a spider burger, Andrew. We are, this is a very great video. And this is what I was preparing in the background, guys. We often get asked the question, why do we hold XRP? Well, this is one of our friends. We were fortunate to meet this man at XRP Las Vegas. His his name, the name of the account is at NFA.crypto on Twitter. So go check him out and give him a follow. He puts out great content. This is a two-minute video we are going to play in full explaining all of the connections, all of the partnerships, and everything that Ripple's been building over the last decade. We already got over 500 live listeners here. Show us some love, smash that like button, and enjoy this video. We'll comment afterwards. 2001 to lead the new global digital payment system, and they use XRP. In 2013, the Federal Reserve began looking for faster payments options. Two years later, an action plan was born and a federal payments task force was created. It included one company focused on crypto, Ripple. In 2014, the World Bank and Better Than Cash Alliance, which includes the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, Clinton Global Initiative, and the governments of 32 countries put out a report called the Opportunities of Digitizing Payments. One year later, the Better Than Cash Alliance featured one crypto company on their website, Ripple. Today, Better Than Cash Alliance and all other UN initiatives are focused on a single agenda, the Sustainable Development Goals for 2030. You can see the SDGs logo on Bill Gates' lapel, world-leading companies, the Better Than Cash Alliance website, and on the UN's official exchange, Exchange. What crypto is Exchange officially utilizing for their carbon credit solution? XRP. The world will move to a new international standard for exchanging electronic messages between financial institutions by 2025 called ISO 20022. Who was the first ISO 20? O22 member focused on distributed ledger technology, Ripple, who's partnered with over 300 financial institutions, including Bank of America, American Express, PNC, Santander, SBI, HSBC, Standard Chartered Bank, Bank of England, India, Singapore, Scotland, Australia, and Indonesia, the largest banks in Japan, Canada, Egypt, the Middle East, United Arab Emirates, Thailand, Morocco, Bhutan, South Korea, Brazil, and Latin America, Ripple, who is a former employee overseeing the Federal Reserve, Ripple, a former employee overseeing the world's largest asset manager, BlackRock's Digital Asset Division, Ripple, leading Australia. Australia CBDC effort, Ripple, who hired a former Treasury of the United States, Ripple, two former Federal Reserve attorneys to their board, Ripple, two former Clinton and Obama advisors, former Minister of Defense and Economics of Germany, former Business Director at SWIFT, former SWIFT board member, former CFO of PayPal, former head of the DTCC, former Chief Business Officer at Uber, former VP of Amazon and former SEC chair on their legal team, Ripple, who's a member of the Digital Pound Foundation, Digital Dollar Project, Digital Euro Association, Mojaloop, IMF's high-level advisory board on fintech, Hyperledger Blockchain Consortium, Open Payments Coalition, Faster Payments Council, Global Payment Steering Group, Cross-Border Working Group, International Association for Trusted Blockchain Applications, Crypto Climate Accord, University Blockchain Initiative, Worldwide Web Consortium, and a featured partner of the World Economic Forum with three members of their team directly listed on the WF website, Ripple. Now, does Ripple and XRP sound like they're going to disappear, or do they sound like they're part of a much bigger plan? And that is why, my friends, 
I have a Shiba Inu investor. Johnny Crypto Floors. Floors, <laughs> 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 Johnny. Yeah, that video is great. Everybody watch it over again. A couple things they didn't point out though. It's interesting there. When they talked about when they um, you know, when they when they started the whole research deal, Ripple was picked to kind of lead this effort. That was when our man Jeb, the Teflon Don, was there. And then he's been fired since or left since then. And they kind of, you know, maybe that's where some bad blood started to happen. Yeah, because I think he was the one that had the connections. But nonetheless, the reality is when you watch that video, it should get you super excited to invest in the company Ripple. <laughs> Ripple, the company, no question. I mean, you heard him say Ripple three times, and he said XRP twice, right? And, and, there, and there's a reason, because you need to know they're separate. Ripple is the company, and it does certain things. And then XRP is, a, is one of the cryptos that, you know, obviously the blockchain that it developed, that it can utilize for different products that it has. But remember, Ripple is a software company. They could, they could service their customers' needs in many, many different ways. So that's why, to me, it's important to invest in both. Ripple the company, which you can do through link to through an IPO or through the academy if you're in the academy, or you can, you know, you, you can you can buy it on your own. And then XRP, we all know we can buy it off the exchange. Programmatic sales are not a security. So for me, it just makes sense to make sure you have a little bit of both. Not financial. Well, well it's interesting, right? Interesting, right? With so much research live on the air, and you still say things like Ripple and XRP are not coordinated. Like I think we agree that that Ripple is not. Uh, XRP is not a derivative of Ripple, but I, but I think we all agreed several times that what Ripple is doing is building utility for XRP. It's like it's like if I owned gasoline and Ford produces cars, they're synonymous with one another. And and this is what I find confusing about the whole debate as well is why would they defer to something that works less efficiently, less fast, less cheap? All of these things don't make any sense, especially when you talk about cheaper, faster, better every day. Well, Ripple built their products around XRP. Ripple cannot function any currency as an intermediary faster than Ripple. Let me say that again. You can't just plug in Ethereum, Solana, HBAR, even protocols that are faster on the XRPL and have them settle quicker. Ripple built their products around XRP and the XRPL. And that's why even today during the SEC lawsuit, 60%, over half the transactions that Ripple provides right now are done in XRP. That's that's provided in their uh, quarterly market reports. So that's not my stats. That's from them. So even with the SEC lawsuit, the lack of regulation, everything else we've discussed, 60% of transactions are done on XRP. And let's pretend they don't even scale that up. Let's pretend, which I believe they'll scale, but let's pretend it stays at 60%. If they're able to, to expand their transaction volume by 10x, and all of a sudden that 60% is now worth several hundred billion dollars as opposed because they're doing six billion annually this is still a small amount of money if they were doing 400 billion dollars annually 60 percent of that is done in xrp i don't know i'm not smart enough or, or calculated enough to understand how exactly it would impact the price but you got to think more people would be purchasing it more people would be using it i would think that would increase the price over time that's kind of the the whole sentiment behind it so we've discussed this every day guys ripple and xrp are not the same they're not the same product they are not Ripple is not building out profit for XRP. They're just the gasoline for the car, if that makes sense. So I don't so, know. I said a so lot. The, the way to think about it is Ripple is a company and they make many, many products or, or, or they're going to grow through profits of different products and solutions they offer. Buying Mitako, for example, right? That's going to be a custody solution for them. That's going to produce income for them. That's going to rise the price of Ripple. They ain't going to do shit. For XRP, unless XRP is used as a product 
in their solution. So, but any problem. I got to correct you just because this oh, may be on. new information. Go ahead. Is that if they, if in these partnerships, like with IBM and Medico, for example, you said it wouldn't do anything for XRP, but what have we seen with MoneyGram? The companies, the blockchain companies that are involved in these conversations have an advantage. Ripple is going to be in conversations with IBM and Medico about tokenizing assets. It seems to me most likely that a lot of these tokenized assets are going to end up on blockchains like the XRPL. And again, this is not a maxi mindset. Maybe it's 5% of the assets, but because Ripple's going to be involved in these conversations, they're going to have an advantage. There's going to be nobody in there for Ethereum telling Medico to use ETH unless they partner with somebody from Consensus. So I don't want to draw too many dots and go too far down the rabbit hole, but you kind of see what I'm getting at because they're in the conversation. I see how there would be an advantage. I'm just saying you shouldn't make the assumption that all the profits for Ripple, the company are going to come from XRP because that's not going to happen. They're, they've already, we, we spoke to the engineer. He said, our ODL is out there. You can run any crypto you want on there. And we know countries are using the ODL, some of them, and they're, and they're not using XRP. So my point to you is that's also going to happen in some of the other products that they're creating. They're, they're a software company. They're going to make money off software, blockchain, whatever, whatever products they create, that money, any of that profit, not all of that is going to be XRP driven. That's what I'm saying. So Ripple, the company, will have one level of growth and it's have its profit. XRP is going to rely on other companies adopting their technology to grow the trade volume. If that doesn't happen, XRP isn't going to do anything. So you have to look at it as they're two completely separate things. One can impact the other or vice versa. But when you listen to all the things he talked about, all those relationships, all those things that happen, that's into building Ripple the company, as we heard the engineer tell us. They're building to be profitable. And they're going to build profit wherever that profit comes. If it turns out to be in a custody project that doesn't use XRP, but they can make money, they're going to. you think they're going to turn it down? No freaking way. But so, this, is, this is my... You said something interesting. You said there are companies transferring value right now and they're choosing not to use XRP. I don't have evidence for that. Do you have evidence for that? Yeah, we had it on the show plenty of time. We've seen articles where they're talking about where they were going to run XRP or they were going to use the ODL, but they did not commit to using XRP. We've, we've, we've talked about that over the years. I don't, I don't have any. Hmm. Right I see what you're saying. No, no, no. I, maybe I misunderstood. I see what you're saying. That's I got to ask the question. I got to yeah, ask. Yeah, we've had plenty of those. So those are situations where their product well, they will make money off of the product, but XRP won't benefit from it because it's not going to get any trade volume because it's not used there. So what I'm saying is that's why you can't assume, you know, one's going to. So, again, that's why I just said when you keep hearing Ripple, Ripple, Ripple. Yes, Ripple, the company I'm excited about because they're going to make tons of products and they're going to profit off all these different products. XRP will be one of them that I think they'll pro profit off of, but it won't be the only one. That's all I'm saying. Okay, so. I only got a couple seconds here, but let me say th these couple of stats. So we got 30 countries developing CBDCs. XRP undeniably is the aggregate for the XRPL. So these currencies that are being developed on top of the XRPL would use XRP as an aggregate. Second thing I'd like to address, smart contracts are yet to enter the XRPL and tokenized assets are yet to take the world by storm. This is a blockchain that's set to profit off of both of those narratives. And we haven't even talked about the on-demand liquidity market yet. So although Ripple and XRP are separate, they're not the same company. They're not the same business. That was settled in court. I do think that Ripple's interests very much align with the interests of XRPL if it was, you know, to give it like a persona, I guess. I think that they're they're on the same page. And that's kind of why I see the benefit to everything that Ripple's building. 10 seconds here. Any comments? Ripple's 
interest is making profit and they'll do it whichever way they can. And the XRPL will be one of them. And no, Johnny is not a BTC maxi at all. My biggest portfolio is XRP. Cardano maxi. Yeah, there you go. Everybody calm down. I'm just trying to be a voice of reason and take the other side of the argument because that's just how I see it. And that's okay. I could be wrong, but that's how I see it. Thank you guys. And we got 500 live listeners here. Show us some love. Smash that like button. Special thank you to Andrew Cashflow, Mario, and Johnny Crypto. We'll see you guys in 23 hours. And like we always say, we